0: You're listening to episode 156 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're gonna talk about how to safely increase your mileage and get faster. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational, and let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to episode 156. Welcome to the season finale.
1: Ooh, season finale already?
0: Yes. Season three is coming to an end, which means we've officially been podcasting for three whole years every single week without missing a single week. (laughs) Isn't that cool?
1: It is. I think I motivated you to do it without missing, but you did all the work or vast majority of the work. So congrats to you.
0: Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, in the beginning, you weren't even on the podcast and I was doing it by myself for a while until you decided to help me out with this monologue.
1: Yeah, and I'm conveniently located close by.
0: Yes, and you had no choice. (laughs) I would chase you down and say, Ryan, it's time to record the podcast. So (laughs) here we are, I guess, starting on the fourth year next week for our anniversary episode. If you're not following us on Instagram yet, and if you care at all to see our anniversary cake and a little video of all the podcasts, etc., then follow us at running podcast. We get a cake? Yes, we'll have a cake and we'll have a celebration lined up. Champagne and everything, we'll be posting everything on Instagram. And I guess let's hop into today's topic.
1: So what are we talking about today?
0: So today we are talking about how to increase your mileage and get faster. And this episode is going to be super relevant because you know how runners have spring races and fall races and the spring races are now over and we're getting into the summer. We're going to be doing base training, which means just maintaining a healthy mileage. But then as you'll learn today, we talked to Chris Knighton, coach Chris Knighton from Knighton Runs. He's written a book on all sorts of running topics. And one of the topics is how to increase your mileage because as distance runners, if you want to get faster, then you don't only increase your mileage during your training cycle, but also from training cycle to training cycle, there is a certain amount that you can increase your mileage by. And so we're gonna talk about all of that today.
1: What about the 10% rule?
0: he will address that too. And if you guys hadn't heard about the 10% rule, uh, it floats out there that coaches say it's not safe to increase your mileage by more than 10% per week. And so we'll hop into that why it does or doesn't make sense. So are you ready to hop right into that? Yeah. Perfect. So without any further ado, we're now going to play our conversation with Chris Knighton. All right. So I'm back on here with Chris Knights. And Chris, thank you so much for joining us again.
1: Thanks, buddy. I'm happy to be back here.
0: Awesome. And for the listeners who haven't heard your first episode where we introduce you a little bit more, maybe you can briefly tell us who you are, what your company is, and what you wrote.
1: Yeah, I'm Chris Knighton. I'm the head coach and owner of Knighton Runs Marathon Coaching, which is a online based run coaching company uh, where I coach adult athletes working towards half marathons and marathons. And I'm the author of the marathon training guide called Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about building mileage. And there's a chapter in my book on that subject.
0: Perfect. And for anyone who hasn't heard the first episode's The first episode was about running rules to live by it was super awesome and now we're gonna hop into mileage so anyone that runs a marathon after they've trained for a while they learn somewhere that mileage and increasing your mileage is what ultimately can help you get faster so let's clarify why that is the case
1: yeah so you know there's many different variables that you can modify when it comes to your own running you know you can adjust the the paces that you run you can adjust the frequency that you run you can adjust how many miles you run but you know ultimately for most amateur runners the biggest factor that's going to be linked to how fast they are is simply how many miles they run you know if you look at someone who runs 10 miles a week versus 20 versus 30 40 or 50 generally For the same level of talent, the person who's running more mileage per week is going to be faster. Um, Eventually, an athlete's going to reach diminishing returns with this where they don't necessarily want to focus so much on increasing their mileage. However, as a new runner and even, even for experienced runners, very few of them have gotten to a point where simply raising their weekly mileage in a sensible way is going to lead directly to improvements in their performance. So mileage is probably the most important variable when it comes to your success as a distance runner.
0: And perhaps you can explain to us a little bit more about the physiology and why having a higher mileage really makes a different impact on your
1: running. Sure. So to get better at running, you need to run a lot. One of the great things about running is just going out and doing the act of it is going to strengthen all the parts of your body that you need to become a better runner. So there's really two main systems at play when it comes to to being a better runner. The first is your skeletal muscular system. How strong are your muscles and how strong are your bones? Running is a very high impact sport and... It's important to gradually strengthen your body over time to be able to handle the demands of fast running and higher mileage. By slowly increasing your mileage over time, you're gradually building up the resistance that your body has to handle that amount of stress that you're putting on it. Um, you know, No one should just go out and try to run 10 miles a day every day as a brand new runner but someone who gradually builds that up over time after a few years of running you know someone who at first maybe can only run 1 or 2 miles a day their body is adapted grown, grown so strong from it that yeah maybe they could run 10 miles every single day and by having such a stronger body your muscles your bones you're going to be able to also propel yourself much much faster when you ask yourself to do that and you're going to be much more resilient to injury than, say, a newer runner going off and trying to mar- run a marathon on very little training uh, who hasn't gone through the the gradual steps of strengthening their body from running higher mileage. The other thing is... um not only are you trying to build your your skeletal muscular frame, you're trying to build your engine as well, and that is your your cardiovascular or aerobic system that you're trying to build. So, distance running is a is a sport where you're fueling your body almost exclusively on aerobic energy. The way that you do this is you breathe in oxygen. Um, the oxygen is brought into your bloodstream, and then your bloodstream delivers it to all the different muscles throughout your body. And by running more, you train your body to become better at processing oxygen, to better fuel your muscles, to not only get uh, oxygen to them quicker, but also get more oxygen to your muscles. So someone who is is higher trained, who runs more mileage, your body has more time to adapt to this. So, you know, like any type of aerobic training, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, So, you know, really running more (laughs) is the best way to train this system. Um, And and over time, this is going to allow you to run significantly faster at any any distance event, you know, be it from the one mile run to the marathon or beyond, um, simply by increasing your mileage.
0: Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. And so let's hop into that because obviously what I'm gathering from everything I've ever heard, it takes a lot of patience to build yourself up to be able to handle that higher mileage. So for us as runners to go about it, there are certain ways. However, you and I have talked about the 10% rule that a lot of trainers throw out around and talk about and recommend to not increase your mileage by 10%. That rule has never made sense to me, and when I read your book, I gathered that you also, it didn't make sense to you. So now I want you to explain to our listeners why this rule does not make sense, and then afterwards, we can hop into how to really increase your mileage safely.
1: So when you're thinking about how to increase your mileage, it's important to have some sort of a framework of what you're going to follow. Patience, you're right, Letty, is the number one thing. You want you want to grow it steadily, but in at a rate that your body is going to be able to safely handle. So the the ten percent rule, uh, it's it's okay, but I think there's better ways to to increase your mileage. If you're a brand new runner, you know, simply increasing your mileage by ten percent every week, there's not much of an increase there. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're gonna if you're if you're running, let's say ten miles a week increase that by 10%. So then next week you're running 11 miles. Then you increase that by 10%. Then you're running 12 miles. It's just kind of the steady, slow increase, which maybe is fine as a new runner, but maybe it's too slow. Maybe you can actually handle more than that. Um, But then as a a higher mileage runner, the 10% rule doesn't really make much sense at all because... um, the way the percentage works is basically exponential so say you're running 40 miles a week if you're going to increase your mileage by 10 that means the next week you're going to be running 44 miles and then the week after that 10 above 44 is like almost 50 miles and then you're going to be running 55 miles and then it's just a very fast increase one of the things i don't like about this 10 percent rule is it doesn't really explain how to how to um how to plan for recovery weeks. You know, if you're just simply following the 10% rule, you're increasing every single week. So I like to do a different approach where rather than increasing it each week, I actually like to keep an athlete steady at a amount of running, amount of mileage that they're comfortable with. Um, And then, and then only then do I increase them after they get comfortable with that. Uh, should we go into more detail on how that system works?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. Okay. So let's say that you are currently running 10 miles per week. I think, you know, 10 miles per week is a good starting place for a brand new runner. Maybe you're running three days a week and you're doing two to three miles a day. Okay. And that, that gets you up to about 10 or so miles a week. You should do that for about a three week period. So the first week that you start running, let's say you're running two to three miles a day, three or four days a week, your body is really getting used to it. It's an adjustment period. It's, I remember when I first started running, even going for like a three mile run, I was sore. After that, for the next day or two, um, but after having run consistently for for a week or so, the second week wasn't as bad. You know, the second week went from being what what was almost unbearable in that first week to just kind of uncomfortable to do that extra mileage in the second week. But then by the third week of of doing the same amount of mileage, that amount became much more comfortable. So let's say you do you're doing 10 miles a week you do that for 3 weeks in a row so 10 the first week 10 the second week 10 the third week first it's going to be hard then that second week it's going to be you know not easy but not quite hard and then by the third week of doing that same mileage it's probably pretty easy so now that you've given yourself 3 weeks at the same mileage you could safely increase the next week um How much do you want to increase? I think a good rule of thumb is about one mile per day of the week that you run. So let's say you're running four days a week. After doing 10 miles for um, three weeks, you could then increase by one mile per run. So that would be four miles. So then you would go up to 14 miles. For your kind of next block of training and then same thing you would uh, you would do three weeks at 14 miles so that first week again would be kind of challenging because you're 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 running more than you ever have before potentially but then by that second week in this three-week block it's starting to become a bit more comfortable maybe it's still a challenge but you're getting used to it but then again by that third week you're going to feel pretty comfortable with that that mileage of, of 14 in our example. Uh, and then if if you feel good after three weeks, you could consider increasing again. So maybe then you add another four or maybe you add a fifth day um, per week to your running if you wanted to. So you could increase four or five miles, maybe go from 14 to 18 in that next block. So this is how I like to approach it um and now so so rather than increasing it steady each week you're basically going to maintain mileage for three weeks then consider increasing um but there's something that i think you can do to be even a bit more conservative with your mileage increase that is worth considering um for for your long-term consistency and that's putting in planned recovery weeks into your training. So the way I just described increasing your mileage, you would do three weeks at a certain amount, and then you would increase it. And I think that can be fine, but what I actually do with the athletes who I coach personally is I plug in a planned recovery week in that fourth week. So... Basically, they would have three weeks of a certain mileage, then one week of a lower mileage, and then they would jump up in the next week. So basically, you're looking at four week-long blocks or a month-long block, essentially, where you have three high-mileage weeks and then one low-mileage week, then you jump up and you have three high-mileage weeks and one low-mileage week, and then you jump up and then you have three and then one down, and you just kind of repeat for as long as you have the time in your training cycle to build up your mileage.
0: Okay, perfect. And I've read a lot um, about how elites train their athletes, and a lot of them actually do that where they have these three-week periods, and then they throw in that week to absorb the training. Maybe you can explain to us a little bit what happens to us physiologically, when we do have a buildup and then we have that recovery of a, I think in your book, it says 25% reduction.
1: Yeah. So I do like to reduce mileage by about 25% in those recovery weeks. Um, So if, you know, going back to that example, I just said, let's say you were only running uh, 10 miles per week, and then you are set to increase to 14 in your next block. You may want to take a recovery week between those those segments where you drop down about twenty five percent to let's say only seven and a half miles per week, um, and this would scale up. You know whether you're running forty miles a week or or anything like that as well. You're forty. If you're doing forty, you would drop down to about thirty in the recovery week, and then maybe you would jump up to say forty five or so in the following block. So, the reason why this is important is I think I think twofold. It's both important from a physical perspective as well as a mental perspective. Um physiologically, it's really important to remember that training hard essentially just beats up on our body. (laughs) And it's during rest periods that we recover from the hard training and we grow stronger. So The whole way that our body adapts to higher mileage is through the process of stressing out our body and then giving ourselves space to recover from that stress and grow stronger. By taking a recovery week, you are being very intentional with prioritizing your rest and recovery. So you can think of it as you go hard for three weeks. You train really hard. You're mentally engaged. You're physically engaged. But then because you want to benefit from that, you take a down week. So when you take that down week, you cut your mileage by 25%. uh, I typically don't even really give workouts during those recovery weeks. Um, It's just mostly easy running. So that week is an opportunity for your body to heal, grow back stronger. It's an opportunity for you to take a little bit of a mental break from hard training as well. And then you get um, excited again, and physically ready to go into the next block of training, which is going to be slightly higher mileage, and back to those hard workouts again. I think from a um, consistency perspective, if you want to enjoy running for you know a long time, <laughs> you want to have 10 or 20 or more years of, of healthy, enjoyable running, taking these recovery breaks is really helpful to help reduce your chances of injury and also to take just little mental breaks once a month or so from hard training i think that mentally it can be really draining to feel like you have to go hard and do these workouts all the time but by knowing hey i just have one hard work like one hard week to go and then next week i'm gonna have a recovery week and i can just chill a bit uh, i think that's really helpful
0: yeah, I can absolutely see that because when we look at these, you and I were just talking about it off air, talking about having this training block for a marathon of three months. And I know that mentally you really get fatigued and you can't wait for taper. Sometimes we start our taper too early because of that. So I can see that really being helpful mentally. And then obviously what we don't see is how much we recover when we have sleep. And so I can see how having this reduced mileage while you go about your day could really help you. Now, when you do go down those 25% during those weeks, when you're in the midst of a marathon training block, do you still have your athletes do workouts?
1: Yeah, I usually don't. So it would just be just be easy running. Um, I do keep in strides. Uh, so strides are basically short runs of about 20 to 30 seconds, maybe at about your 5K pace or slightly faster. And this helps remind your body how to run quickly, and you know, kind of shakes out your legs, which can be helpful if you're just kind of jogging and plodding around with simply easy mileage all the time. But strides aren't quite a workout in and of themselves; they're more of a, a form drill and just something to maintain your speed. But during the so so, I'll keep those in, you know, every other day or so during the recovery weeks. But yeah, I, I don't include you know, lengthier tempo or interval workouts during those weeks.
0: Okay, perfect. And so then we've talked about it, the longer you run, the more years you have under your belt, the more you can increase your training between cycles as in full marathon cycle. So say you're running a marathon a year or two a year, how much of a percentage do you normally see people increasing their mileage? So in other words, if you're a new runner and you're basically running your first marathon to just finish it and you've peaked at 35 miles or so, 40 a week, then the next cycle, what percentage do you usually have your runners go more? And I understand that, you know, it depends on the runner, but just in general.
1: Yeah. I usually increase somebody's mileage by actually not a percentage, but I just increase it by 10 miles per training cycle i think that that is a conservative amount um but it's also a patient amount that will get you towards the goals you want to be um so one of the things with building mileage is you want to be patient with it it's if you have goals for yourself it's really important to think about how can you achieve those goals with the least amount of work necessary. So what I mean by that is like, say you want to run a sub four hour marathon, you might not need to run 60 miles a week to do that. Maybe you can accomplish that goal running 30 miles a week. Um, if, if you're seeing improvements with your with your speed, just through consistency of running, mileage is mileage increases is one of the things that you can do to continue to get better, but you don't need to just jack up your mileage just for the sake of jacking it up. Um, but that said as you as you mature as a runner over the years, yeah, you'll benefit from it. so ten miles per training cycle, ten miles increase I think is a really healthy and sustainable way to do it. And and what that would look like, you know, in, in a real world, real, real world example, uh, like, say you were saying someone does their first marathon and they peak at like 30, let's just say 35 miles per week. I think anyone doing their first marathon should strive to run at least 35 miles per week before they attempt that marathon. Um, okay. So you do your marathon 35 miles per week. Let's say it was the Boston Marathon, which just happened in April. Now, say you want to go to the Chicago Marathon this fall. So you have six months to do that from from April to October. So let's build your mileage from 35 to 45 as your peak for Chicago. Uh, And then cool, let's say that goes well. If, If you handle that amount of mileage well and you enjoy it, Then next year, one year from now, you could increase it another 10 miles. So you could be kind of in that 55 mile range. And then, you know, if you still want to increase it, then you could go up to 65 the cycle after that. So, you know, it really, running is a sport that you can enjoy for decades. There's no rush to increase your mileage. But if you just increase it slowly, you know, let's say 10 miles every six months, you're going to get where you want to be relatively quickly within a few years and it's going to be a very healthy way to do it where your body's going to gradually adjust you're going to you know just gradually adjust to the increase it's mentally it won't be like a huge struggle to figure out how to fit in all your runs and um i think you'll be much better off long term from like a consistency perspective and you know not getting hurt hopefully not getting uh, any kind of setbacks by being patient with it in this manner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if we're too impatient, not just by increasing it slowly, but eventually trying to run a mileage that is too high, then obviously injury is what can happen. So let's talk about how much mileage is too much. We know that elite athletes can sleep all day long and eat all day long because this is their job for most of us. That's not the case. So where do you see normally that amateur runners, people that just run in their free time, end up, um, you know, maybe getting to that red line where you could cross over to injury.
1: Yeah. So, uh, to best answer this question, I want to talk about mileage, but also the, the speed that you are as an individual runner. So, in terms of how much mileage is too much, I get a little worried when the athletes who I work with want to run more than, let's say seventy five or eighty miles per week. I think that you know, the sweet spot for most adults in their thirties, forties, fifties or or sixties is in kind of the forty to sixty mile per week range. I think most of us are gonna get you know to to 80 plus percent of our potential by doing that uh for for years on end and staying healthy you know to truly reach your full potential maybe you would need to reach to run slightly more you know i've often wondered myself like oh would i how much faster would i be if i could run 90 or 100 miles per week but you know as a as a amateur runner with a family and a career and You know, running is just one of the things I try to fit into the day. It becomes so hard to run that much mileage. And for every extra mile you run, you need to give yourself an equal amount of recovery in the form of rest, um, extra nutrition, you know, rehabbing any uh, ache or pain, you know, foam rolling, all that sort of stuff. So it's not just a matter of running more, you got to balance that to actually benefit from it with the restorative activities. So I get worried when anyone wants tells me they want to run more than let's say 75 to 80 miles per week. I don't really recommend that. I don't think you need to um, unless you have like really serious ambitions of becoming a semi-professional or professional athlete. Um, but then the other thing is think about how fa- just fast you are as well. Um, you know, someone who can do, let's say a 20 mile long run in two hours and 30 minutes is very different than someone who can do a 20 mile long run in three hours and 45 minutes. Um, often for, for runners who are, are, are comparatively not as fast as some of the faster runners, I think keeping your mileage lower is helpful, Just um, because, so someone who's faster, right? They're not spending as much time on their feet to cover that amount of mileage. You know, a a very fast runner may spend five hours to run um, 40 miles, but someone who's slower than them might have to spend like seven hours to run 40 miles. So think about your time on feet as well. Uh, as a kind of a rule of thumb, if your daily runs, like your daily easy recovery runs are over like an hour or 70 minutes, I think that that's probably too much. So that, you know, for me, I can run about eight miles in an hour. Um, other people can run fast, really fast. People can run 10 miles in an hour. Some people can only run five or six miles in an hour. Uh, but you know, if you're someone who can only run five or six miles an hour, that doesn't mean you should be doing two-hour daily runs just because you see other people doing ten miles a day.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. it's a little
1: complicated, but hopefully that gives some framework to it.
0: It does. Thank you, Chris. And and you know, as with everything, comparison is the killer of joy. They say so. It's it's good to stay within ourselves and really look at those times because that's a, obviously also having a huge impact on your life as a runner, how fast you run the runs that you run and making sure that you run your easy runs easy. And, uh, hopefully we will tackle that, that, uh, topic next time. So thank you so much for coming on and uh, explaining all this to us. We super appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, one, one last thing I just wanted to add if, if you don't mind on the subject is, um, yeah, just about about the comparison piece. Like, I think that one of the, the traps with mileage is we see what other people are doing, you know, uh, either we're looking at their Strava or we see it on social media or, you know, often we look at what professional runners are doing and we try to emulate them. Um, but... You know, I think really that the, the amount of mileage that's right for you is the amount that you, you you can fit into your life sustainably, the amount that you will benefit from, and the amount that you'll enjoy. You know, I I used to run a lot more than I run now. I used to regularly run about 70 to 80 miles per week. Over the past couple of years, I've reduced that to now, a good week for me is 40 to 50 miles per week. And I'm running about the same times. Um, I, I've modified some of my training to make up for the lack of mileage compared to what I used to do. Um, but you know, I'm just in a point in my life now where I, I, I don't necessarily want to run as much as I used to, and, and that's okay. So yeah, the comparison thing. Don't just think like you need to run as much as you see other people doing, because there's always going to be people who are running a lot more than you. And there's always going to be people running a lot less than you.
0: Exactly. Um, And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know how much they sleep compared to us. Absolutely. You, for example, you have a newborn or, you know, young kid under one year old. So obviously your sleep pattern is going to be different than the guy that is able to live by himself and run those 120 miles a week. So that's Mm -hmm. a huge difference.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally is.
0: All right. Thank you, Chris, so much. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome, Laddie. Thanks for having me on. I hope this was helpful for the listeners.
0: Thanks, Chris, for all the tips and all the ways to improve and eventually get our goals. Ryan, what did you think?
1: I think I'm going to increase my mileage by 10%.
0: Yeah, you're a little bit late in the game. Um, (laughs) Your marathon is next month, June 3rd. So we're going to be run walking it because unfortunately, due to his schedule, Ryan fell off the running wagon and... (laughs)
1: I don't think I was ever on the running wagon. (laughs) You weren't. The running training wagon.
0: Your training wagon consisted of three mile weeks, and now I think you do four mile weeks. So we'll be reporting back from Stockholm in a couple months. We have some trips coming up during the summer, but we will be sure to debrief on this beautiful Stockholm marathon and see if we're finishers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a lot of hope in me, do you?
0: Well, you know what? I've actually never seen you facing a real challenge. I feel like everything that you've ever done has been pretty easy for you. Even though it might have been harder So I've never seen you hit a physical barrier And I think the marathon is going to be a beautiful experience Because you eventually run out of fuel And I want to see how your body and how your mind reacts to that Are you just going to continue to be easygoing Or are you going to quit? I don't know, we'll see So I'm kind of excited you might experiment
1: at this point (laughs) (laughs) I probably won't quit unless there's like a compelling reason to do so You don't have a lot of faith in me. I do have faith
0: in you and we'll see How far that faith takes me. All right. So with that.
1: Have a good week of running.
0: Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.